Welcome to episode 149 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I'm better than most. Not as good as some, though. How are you, Mike? Um, I'll let you know in 10, 11 hours when I'm trying to get up for work at 3 a.m. on a Saturday, because... Nah, little, you'll be fine. little peek behind the curtain to the listeners, uh, because Meow. of our... No, there's no pussy about it. I'm, I'm drinking. <laughs> um, but we switched from the typical Sunday night yeah. because I'll be in Boston Sunday night. So we switched to Sunday to Friday, late afternoon, early evening, recording for this episode. So Correct. for the first time, I think the first time in 148 episodes, I will have to work the next day. We, we've done... Some Fridays. I don't even know if we've done Fridays. We've done some Saturdays. We've done some Sundays. We even did a Monday before, like on Labor Day or Memorial Day or a holiday because I would always take the Tuesday off. So this may be the first pod I've done where I have to work the next day. So we'll see how that goes. Now you know how I'll feel, Mike. Yes. And then, um, but in answer to your question, at the present, I'm feeling pretty good, Dave. Good. Um, Good. Because... Earlier this week, I received uh, this letter. See, this letter serves to inform you that you are recently nominated for inclusion in the next edition of Who's Who in America. Your prompt response is needed to ensure your complete professional information is taken into consideration. Candidates are selected based upon uh, one's current position and research with information obtained. And it goes on and on. So that, I mean, that's a pretty prestigious honor that I've got. You know, I mean, you should have gotten I, that a long I'm time a, ago. I'm who's who in America. It's got to be because of this podcast, I would think. Um, I, and I don't care what it costs to get in there. Right. I, you know, I, I'm going to be in it because you know, if you're who's yeah. who in America, yeah. you got to be something yeah. special. Just wire us two thousand yeah. dollars, right? Um, and then um, send us another check. You know, in a week later for the other half to this post office box. So I, I'm actually pretty fired up, buddy. You know who, you know, who's, you know, you think if it was an honor, you know, an honorable achievement, I would right. they would have reached out something other than my Yahoo account, which will get up to 600 emails, and my OCD doesn't let me just delete them all. Right, I have to literally swipe left, swipe <laughs> oh, left God. for all 600. So I try to stay up on it, but yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, man, I am, I finally made it. You did, you know. So, and I bet you they send you an authenticated uh, certificate too. Oh, probably for an extra fifteen hundred bucks or something. I bet you. I bet you get a little card. (laughs) Probably a card carrying member. Yeah, and a gold star (laughs) sticker. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, anyway, tonight cell studio, we have a trifecta. When we get to the third one, I'll have to look at the brewing company. It may be a trifecta from the same brewing company. I know the first two are from Back on Turn Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas, courtesy of uh, former guest, former host, sometimes listener. When he gets when he's at the airport, if he's got him downloaded in his travel, he'll listen to the pod. But he's a co-host of the pod. He's you know he's had yeah. us on his destination bourbon. But uh, Mike got back from a two-week trip in Oklahoma. Texas for work, and he brought us three tastings. So I met up with him today, got up, got him, put him in the freezer, and got him on ice. Headed over to the South Studio. So our first one is called Experimental IPA, an American Hazy IPA, seven percent, 
74 IBUs. And again, it's Back on Turned Brewing Company. So, hey, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Whoa, appreciate you. Woo. Yeah, I thought that was... that. That's, that's, I, I was expecting to say, where's the paper towels? But it didn't. <laughs> Got lucky and it didn't. Oh, it's an orange. Yeah, I, it, I, I did see somewhere... I think on the back of the can or somewhere, very orange. So, yeah. How, how, orange, what are you getting or, off? It's orange on the note. Okay. And Mike said he liked all three of them, so I think that's probably why yeah. he had them canned up and brought Cheers. Back. Cheers. Right out of the gate. Yep. Yeah, that's... Um, that's got that's got some unique flavor. Very unique, but it's not unique. It's an IPA, but it's got some extra stuff in there. And actually, it tastes a lot heavier. of orange it, it peel tastes, for sure. It tastes heavier than a seven percenter. Yeah. you get the, you get a real alcohol taste on the finish on that, which yeah. is a good thing. I'm not knocking that. But. Yeah. Well, so far, right off of the first pull, uh, kudos Ricardo A. Garcia. He's the chief dreamer at Back Unturned. Oh, okay. So yeah, I thought yeah. maybe I thought maybe Mike had a nickname that you had for. No, him. No, no, I'm, so. I'm reading the can oh. right here, and on the back of the can, it's uh, I'm assuming the chief dreamer is the uh, brewer. Oh yeah, or or, or, or the brewmaster. A, yeah, a, yeah. A, yeah, exactly. But it's yeah, almost like a, it, the uh, what it was the one category we learned when we were uh, mouthfeel. Yeah, the mouthfeel is cr it was a very creamy. And you perverts out there, don't be getting, don't be getting any wise <laughs> ideas here. That's my my realm. Um, Mike just checked himself. Yeah. So, but it, I yeah. like it. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a you know, it's a very full. It's got a very full body, for sure. Am I yeah, missing good mouthfeel? It almost is like you're drinking a uh, screwdriver. Uh, it's not that sweet though. Not even close to that sweet. No, it's all of the seventy-four IBUs. Oh, see, I don't know. See, I, I get like you would get obviously a not a kind of a watered down right screwdriver. Okay, because there's not it's not a, like vodka. You'd have more than a seven percent ABV, but yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Anyway, yeah. So hopefully it finishes as good as it started. So, um. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Uh, resident NASCAR expert of the pod, I like to call him the Dr. Jerry Punch of Flights Football and anything else, Mike Kerchek, uh, listener and multiple-time donator of the pod, pointed out the, I, when I gave the final eight to NASCAR, I said, uh, who was it that won last week, Joey Logano? Yeah. Yeah, Logano won. I said he punched his ticket to Homestead. And it, Homestead has been the final race all but last year. They're racing in Homestead, Miami this, this week. week. Yeah. And the final, so Joey Logano technically punched his ticket to Phoenix, you know, the Arizona race, which is the final race of this season, yeah. which this is, a, according to Mike, this is the second year that the championship has been decided amongst the final four in Phoenix. But every year prior to that, when they went to this format, it was in Miami. So I must have seen next week at Miami and then just right. in my drinking at Pierce Road Bar and Grill, I'm, I said, okay, Joey Logano won, punched his ticket. Yeah. 
to my answer. Anyway, I think so I did the same thing because I didn't for correct you, Mike. Though, I, Mike, because Mike even said, yeah. um, "Well, you know, it's not worth correcting." But just so you know, if, you know, and I said, "No, I'll correct it." I mean, yeah. At least, and I said, "Thanks for listening," because at least you know when somebody corrects you something, like, hey, at least you're paying attention. Yeah, no, I so. and you know I'm gonna give a shout out to Mike because I don't know if Mike got who got you into NASCAR. Actually, my dad. Oh, my dad was a big right. NASCAR. Well, then fan. shout out to your dad then, because right. I'm 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 happy that I'm kind of like getting into it a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, and kudos to the guy that you know d- developed the the camera technology yeah. on the cars and stuff, because that's. Primarily, primarily why I watch it now. Yeah. Now, hopefully, I don't relay that shout out to my dad for quite a while now. But hey, you know, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll vault it and yeah. save it for him. Um, but yeah, so I have something. Look at that. I hate when I um, write something down and I can't read your own, read writing. My own writing. But um, in a nutshell, since we're on a short week, you know, we're kind of like the Thursday night football game. You know, right. they, they play Sunday, and then, you know, Thursday night they're playing again. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch anything, but Eric Wally from Tweaks Corner, who I've mentioned before, follow him on YouTube, he suggested that I watch uh, We Own the City on HBO Max. So Liz and I were going to do that. Yeah, I've heard of that. But our HBO Max kept kicking us out, kept kick, kicking us out, and to prevent the remote from going through the TV, and what the TV's fault, it's stupid charter, but we said, well, fuck it, we're not going to watch. I wanted to see if it was all charter or right. HBO Max, whatever. So we didn't watch We Own the City yet because someone Liz works with, I can't give a shout-out because I don't know who it is, and loyal listener, former co-worker Nick Witzke said, hey, you got to watch The Watchers on Netflix. Okay. Seven episodes, 42 to 52 minutes. We started it Tuesday. We're done. We watched, <laughs> just we, we blew watched, right we through it. Five, six, and seven last night. Okay. Um, very entertaining. So, yeah. shout out to you, Nick. That I enjoyed it. So the um, Watchers. Yeah, the Watchers on okay. Netflix. It's uh, it's new. So yeah. All right. And I don't even really know how to describe it because it's definitely not a comedy. But they do say some things in there that get you to chuckle. And the lady, a couple of characters, you'll recognize a couple of the characters that are in it, but it's as we're playing pussy here. <laughs> like, um, do I have a cat? What so, the hell's going on down um, here? But yeah, so now we'll have to get, when we get back from our 30th wedding anniversary getaway, we'll have to get to We Own This City, but yeah. uh, The Watcher okay. on Netflix. Seven, seven episodes, easy watch. Like I said, we, we did two Tuesday, two Wednesday and three last night to finish her off. So my question for you is, you said that uh, because Liz has an iPhone and T-Mobile and Apple Plus is on is is free. We, she keeps saying that we're going to... I'm going to give you one of my Apple... i, I got to give you my... Because I've seen the commercial about free on T-Mobile. That's so why I said to her, I said, well, will you have an iPhone? Everybody has an iPhone but me, the, the, the boys. And, right. And then she said, I just keep forgetting to look into it, what you got to do to get it. Right. I mean, if you need an Apple TV, like a little a device, I'm going to give you one of ours. So, do you know what I mean? I've got so some... So, Apple TV isn't an app like Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can... I don't... Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but if you need a device to stream it through, that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, um, we have, like, for example, um, you know, I'll stream it through my Apple TV 4K. Okay. So um, I don't need my phone for that, 
because obviously, but it works really, really well. You don't kick, you don't get kicked off as much. Say, oh, you know what I mean. So it's through the Wi-Fi. It's not through charter streaming. You gotta, you gotta understand when I'm, you know, I've got all this crap in my head because I've got the charter streaming, right? And then I also have my Apple TV for when I want to do some other stuff that charter can't do. Right. So we just have the char- I have Direct TV on two televisions. And then we have the charter streaming on the others. Yeah. So so for me, I told you last week, I was going to try to figure out, I was kind of, you know, ask the listeners to let me know if the latest Jurassic Park Dominion was worth my time. And you said, hey, Justin's watched it. I'll reach out to Justin, whatever. But I've got his contact. So I just text him and said, hey, your dad said that, you know, you watch this, you know, is it... Is, I told you that last week? Yeah. I must have been pretty fucked up because I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't did. remember telling you that. Yeah, so yeah. he did get back to you, though? No, for sure, right nice. away. Nice. Yeah. Right. What, does he not get back to you? Um, if he's working, it's <laughs> weird. You. If he's working, yeah. you can Facebook message him, Bam. and the response is instantaneous. If sure. you text him, he doesn't get back to you until later. Okay. But, I mean, I don't know how much later, but he did get well, back to me, so... Yeah, he said it was entertaining, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But my take on the whole thing is, um, <laughs> it, sure, it's a little bit of an adrenaline rush, and you got to like, okay, I, I don't know if you believe in the whole, you, you don't like dragons, so I don't know if you'd even appreciate the fact of that they can bring back dinosaurs or whatever. Supposedly, they're getting really close to being able to do that kind of technology Blah blah blah. You know some crazy son of a bitch is going to do it at some point. I don't even believe dinosaurs existed. So. <laughs> okay, right. So all those bones in the yeah. ground, they're they're put there like yeah. by some. Yeah, okay. Well, they're dogs, or you know, you just because you see a just because you see a bone. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a that's definitely a Triceratops Rex. Okay. Say, oh, that, where's your proof? So the Field Museum, the big T Rex, yeah. somebody just made that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's no. Yeah. You can you prove to me to that inspire that's not, the? Can you even prove to me? Prove to me that that's not just wood, or like you know. I can't. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. So until one of them is resurrected, I see that <laughs> short arm motherfucker coming at me. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna spend a billion dollars resurrecting a T Rex, and you're <laughs> gonna come by and go, "Oh, I guess it's true." Yep. Shoot it. Exactly. So anyway, but go on. Okay. So anyway, um, it's it's one salty scene after another. It's I mean, it's dr- like that. Yeah. All right. It's like. You know they're dodging dinosaurs, and they, you know, all the all the main characters seem to be able to get away from one dinosaur to the other, and the you know, fly guy is in that, right? Well, the, Jeff Goldblum, and that's a point that, I want to make up. Jeff, I love. I don't care what anybody else says. Jeff Goldblum annoys some people. I love that guy. He's just like I like him in some stuff, but some of the stuff that's the the genre is not my. I actually love him in that. What is, he sells the commercials, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the Venmo yeah. or VRBO yeah. or whatever he's selling. I but, actually like him in that. I don't like Jurassic Park in that. Though. But he's even better in this Jurassic Park because he basically calls out people in the movie. His character calls people out like the salty oh. scenes. So like he's like um, uh, Chris Pratt, yeah. Chris Pratt is the kind of one of the heroes, yeah. whatever you call it. And he's just like, you know, well, you know, we got to find the little baby raptor because I made a promise. And Jeff Goldblum's like, y- you made a promise to a, to a dinosaur? <laughs> he's like, what? he's looking at him like, okay, like you're having a conversation with a dinosaur. 
like tell me that again because I'm not buying it. <laughs> like right. what? Like what the hell yeah. are you doing? You're gonna risk all of our lives because you made a promise to a to a dinosaur. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if if you've watched all of them, I felt like I had to watch the right. last one. So it is entertaining, but there's a lot of like there's a lot of salty scenes where it's just you know. All right. Yeah. Oh, one other thing about the Watcher. Apparently, it's based on real events. I don't really know how because I don't really. No. If you once you watch it, you'll see it's like, well, really, how did this really happen? But yeah. anyway, allegedly it's based on true events because it's another Ryan Murphy thing that we watched, and then actually Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever it was, the new American Horror Story came out. But I have not watched that, so Liz and I, when we get back, we'll watch get caught up on that on Hulu. Gotcha, so, gotcha. But yeah, other than that, I didn't. It was just. Well, not really a slow week. It's been a short week, so you've yeah. been out of time. Right, right. So. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I watched the latest episode of Andor. You know, for the Star Wars people out there. Um, again, it's just following form. It's really, really good. Um, if you're not a Star Wars person, then don't watch it. All right, I won't. All right, all right. Um, I think it's time to rate experimental IPA, isn't it? I believe it is. All right, let me take one more poll here. You got the right brain glass there. We haven't had that glass in a while. Yeah. I got a, I haven't I I last time I was at Opperman's I saw a couple of right brain selections, so we'll have to I'll have to get one of those. Haven't haven't done that in a while. I'm to you know what? I really like this. It's got a awesome flavor. It's would have actually even if we'd have done the pod yesterday would have been better because this almost has a warming effect. And Monday through Thursday, it was yeah high of 44. And then today, 66. Tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 73. The 73 is going to feel like 110 compared to what it was the last four days. Being the first beer, I'm probably going to be a little stingy with the rating. Can't give it a four, but I'm going to go 3.9. Oh, all right. Yeah, I mentioned, you know, everything you said, but I mentioned earlier, you know, it was all of the 74 IBUs. Um, it's probably why it didn't go quite that high. Uh, but I really enjoyed this, and this would be something I would recommend to an IPA person. 3.65. All right. Well, that's a solid rating. And on untapped, 21 people. 21? 21 people. <laughs> Side with me, and the 21 average out to 3.93. All right, Dave. Well, second tasting, as promised, from Back on Turn Brewing Company, Red Team Go, a 7.7 ABV, zero IBU, Red IPA. That's a first. Has to be. I think I'm almost certain it is. And then, because when Mike was at back on turned while he was at San Antonio, he shot me a couple of pictures. Yeah, this is what I'm drinking, this, that, and the other thing. And he shot me a picture of the menu, and I'm looking. I'm like, red IPA? Never never seen a red IPA. I said, yeah. I said, you got to try at least. I didn't know he was going to bring any back at this time. I said, you got to at least try the red team go because I've never even heard of a red IPA. Right. So he tried it, and then as I, fast I wonder, forward till now, and we're yeah. on the <clears throat> about ready to 
test it and see what it is actually. I wonder, like you know, the the Keweenaw Brewing Red Jacket. I think we we like that a lot, and I think right because it had a lot of good bitterness, and I'm hoping. This is going to like... But one. that wasn't an IPA. Though. No, it was not. But I'm saying... And I think it, what I like most about it was the girl <laughs> on the can. <laughs> yeah, Joanna, I'm her on that list. <laughs> but I'm just saying from a standpoint of, you know, it had a lot of good flavor and, and it had more bitterness than a typical red. So maybe that was why we liked it so much. And maybe this is going to kind of one-up that red jacket from Keweenaw Brewing. Maybe. Um, a kick-ass group. Uh, I think this is the same thing I need. Yeah, it must it have, Yeah, because it's, it's the, the, the can label because then they put the sticker of what the beer is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, without further ado, as you go out of the stainless steel, the maple grill cup, I go out of the maple grill pint glass. I think last time you had the stainless yes. steel. And you know what? Again, no disrespect to... Uh, Len for giving it to us. Greatly appreciated. We always love free shit. Once or twice, the novelty is cool. Yeah. I prefer my traditional pint glasses or stout glasses or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. flight glasses or whatever. Yeah. The stainless steel is cool once or twice, and then it's like, ah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, you've had it the last yeah, two times, so right, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm still enjoying it right now. But, yeah, yeah. But, I know I get it. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Does not, you don't, a hint of IPA. You, you get the red ale, oh, basically, yeah. Yeah. on the notes more than anything. Not going to lie, I'm still drinking foam. Foam's good. What do you think? Um, You're perplexed. I don't want to uh, plagiarize. Our donator, Mr. Klein of Destination Bourbon, but... Oh, he won't care. You know, he won't, because his take on it was, he summed it up perfectly. Wow. He's a wordsmith, if you will. Yeah. He he says that uh, Red Team Go is struggling to be what it wants to be. Find an identity. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's exactly right, because there's enough... IPA flavor where it's like, all right, I, you know, blindfolded, not knowing it's red. And somebody said, well, that was an IPA you just drank. I think, drank. That was an IPA <laughs> you just drank. I think you could yeah. buy into it. But also, if somebody said, okay, that's our that's our red ale, our, that, our red amber ale, I think you could buy into that as well. Yeah. And, but now that we know it's a red IPA, it's, you know, struggling with its identity. Right on the pull, well I get said, the red. Michael. Yeah, right on the pull, I get the I get the red. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like real quick, boom. Right. The, like, the IPA is on the finish. The IPA is oh, after yeah. the fact, where it's like, okay, there's the IPA. And that's a that's a it's a real strong West Coast bitter. I'm not gonna say it's not piney. No, uh, it's not piney at all. Not at and all. I wonder. It's funny how different you know the old uh, theme song. From uh, Gary Coleman's show, Different Strokes. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. Because you you ranted and raved on the experimental IPA. Sure, I embellished a little bit. You didn't really rant and rave. But sure. I didn't, even at 74 IBUs, I didn't get any bitterness on the first Really? Season. Nothing? Nothing. Really? And wow. there's this, in fact, 
obviously this is less bitterness because this is 74 to 0. Well, but NA because they, right. they don't know or but, they can't figure it out or don't want to say. Um, I get, as far as IBUs go, I get what you would get on like the uh, Alaskan Amber Ale. Really? Yeah. To me, there's no bitterness at all. Wow. And it's a juxtaposition. I think that's the first time that word's ever that's been used. That's a great word, Mike. Normally, Holy cow. Normally, I'm too drunk to get that yeah, word out. I was going to say, you're <laughs> not going to get that word out of Mike in the third tasting. So, um, but yeah, it's a little back and forth. You know, red ale. IPA, red ale. IPA, red ale. And yeah. it, so, it's. It's not in, we'll see at the end when, of this segment when we rate it, does that help it or hurt it? Because it's kind of unique. It's like, oh, that's yeah. cool, you know, you know, two birds, one stone. Or it's like, you know what, yeah. I want to drink an IPA. I didn't want to sure. drink a red ale and vice versa. Yeah. So This is one I think I'm going to rate. Well, I, I can't say whether I'm going to rate it or not. But if someone were to have someone that were not. An well, you I, will rate it. I will. Someone that were to have this beer at the beginning of the night that's not necessarily an IPA person, but maybe kind of hazy IPA, New England, you know, fruity, that kind of a thing, and, and have this, they'd be like, oh, jeez, oh, my God, you know. But at 1.30 in the morning, you know, you, see, get, you I, give them this, and they're going to be like, oh, this is delicious. Now, see, I, I agree with the, the second statement. The first statement, I think if you tell somebody, no, this isn't your normal IPA. It's not, no. I think they could, they would they would take it and they'd go, oh, yeah, that's not bad, you know. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, for an agree. IPA yeah. lover, for sure. For um, someone who, who is into IPAs and enjoys an IPA, yeah, this would be, this is interesting and like you said it's it's trying to find its identity on every on every pull you take that's why mike is the, right. the goat yeah well i'm the goat mike is <laughs> pretty good no I think, he's a better youtuber than me <laughs> he might be the goat you're the what the most important person or what the hell oh yeah america yeah i've been on the list of most important people yeah, 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 got, yeah. hey mike have you got that email yet buddy <laughs> He's probably like, I fucking started the club. <laughs> um, all right, well, second segment, <laughs> on to sports. Short week or not, sports, sports, and more sports. Right. Um, Major League Baseball, Phillies, Padres in the NLCS. Phillies took game one, Padres took game two. Uh, Two-nothing game one, a little bit of a slugfest, 8-5-9-5-8-6-9-6, whatever it was. Yeah. Padres won game two. Game three is tonight in Philadelphia. American League, Yankees, Strohs, Verlander rebounded nicely from his horrible outing against the Mariners, which the the Astros still won, but Verlander was, I mean, he gave up bomb after bomb, and it looked like it was going to be more of the same because when Harrison Bader came up, he, he hit one, I actually... Found it in my backyard. It was such a bomb. I mean, Verman gave up one. Harrison Bader just here in Saginaw. You found that ball. Crushed it. Uh, but then, and then he went on to strike out thirteen Yankees. Bullpen took over, and Astros won Game One. Uh, game Two, big three-run homer, and Yankees didn't muster much. They scored two runs on two errors, and. I was hyped, you know, I'm, I'll admit. So what are we in, episode 149, Dave? Yep, 149, playoffs two weeks. I would say since the All-Star break, so 
since what episode one thirty, I've been all in on the Yankees. Yeah. I think very oh, tough. Yeah, but hey, it's not over yet. They're going back to the Bronx for three. Damn near have to win all three to have a chance. Because um, I don't know if they'll beat Houston twice in Houston, but I guess lesson learned by me. Again, I'm not going to write them off yet. I've been talking about them since episode 125, 130, so I'll stick with the pick. I mean, what's another wrong pick by me? I mean, oh, every yeah. pick I give is wrong, so yeah. what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but lesson learned by me, banging home runs against Red Sox pitching, Oriole pitching, Tiger pitching, yeah. insert bad team here pitching when you're seeing the number four and the number five and you can just fucking mash homer after homer and bludgeon teams 15 to 2 well you get into a four out of seven series in the playoffs when you're not seeing the number four and number five guys right right and so you're not hitting as many homers <laughs> because the number the, right. the, the, the number one the number one and number twos on good on mediocre teams really much less good teams they don't give up many homers. No. You know, you could argue, well, what are you talking about? Mike Cole gave up 33, led the American League. Well, yeah, okay, fuck you, but he's still a good pitcher, and he, he gave up those homers in timely spots. But anyway, the, the Yankees are, and, and being a serious XM subscriber, listening to, to the Michael K show, and I, Michael K is the New York Yankees television announcer, and as a Red Sox fan, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's the yeah, best. Said that before, I think he's the sure. best local play-by-play announcer out there. Um, Tom Hamilton of the uh, at Fishman Eights Guardians yeah. is pretty good, but I think he's radio. I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, Tom Hamilton does uh, TV, but regardless. Uh, so I love Michael K. But all they talk about is how great the Yankees are. Hey, it's a New York radio show. I get it. Yeah, I'm not bad mouthing them for that, but. Oh, Yankees, 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 anything less than one. It's like, well, you know what? Okay, so, yeah, and they're claiming, well, we've never had to rebuild like the Astros. Because the Astros, and I'm, oh, not, even, I'm not even counting yeah. cheating because you know what I, my take on that is. I'm not going to rehash it. But the Astros blew it up, started from the ground. The Red Sox, who have won four World Series since 2004, which is four more than the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees have 27 since the beginning of baseball, whatever. But since 2004, the Red Sox have four. The Yankees have none. But the Red Sox also have like eight or nine last place finishes. And that's their claim to fame. Well, your claim to fame is you're built to win the World Series. And anything about a World Series is a disappointment. You haven't fucking won the World Series since like 2001. You know, so, right, right. You know, yeah. so don't. But every year it's like, oh, well, you know, they don't play small ball. They don't do this. And all they fucking do is strike out. Yeah, and again, right. when you're when you're seeing the team's ace and their second guy, yeah. you're not hitting fucking three red homers. When you're seeing the Red Sox fifth starter, yeah, you're going to hit moon right. shots and win games sixteen to two. Well, and like you said, I mean, well, you also said I'm going to go into the topic of Babe Ruth, and you said he, you believe he probably didn't exist. Is that what you said? What did you say about Babe Ruth? I said I don't count him as the best baseball player around because the game was totally different. Okay, he hit more home runs than every team. Yeah, in the league, right. so that's just. But wasn't cool. he a strikeout king too? That follows along. I'm validating what you were saying as in terms no, of I don't, like. No, he didn't strike I thought, out much. No, nobody struck out much back then. He okay. had he had strikeouts as a pitcher when he became a. When no, he no, 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 no. I thought he was like either hitting dingers or oh, he was no. striking out. No, no. All right. Well, I got my information yeah. wrong then. 
I, I mean, I'm not saying he never struck out. But no, you know, but I mean, I, so. I thought that was kind of the thing is that he, you know, he, he did when he wasn't hitting home runs, he was striking out quite a bit. I'll, I'm going to look at that in the break. I don't have time to look it up right now. But it goes along with what you're saying. Right. You know, I mean, if they're if they're playing long ball, you know, the Yankees are. Then, like you said, when they're when they're seeing their number one and number two pitchers, yeah. they're you know they're going to struggle. Yeah. All right. So NHL uh, quickly, Flyers. John Tortorella, he gets guys to buy in. They generally a, a brief period of success. And then he burns his bridges, and then he's out, and he's out. Long season, obviously. They've only played four games. They're three and one. Their one loss is a uh, to the Panthers, who are considered one of the best teams in the East. On the second night of a back-to-back, when they played Tampa the night before, trailed two to nothing, and came back and beat them three to two. So kind of fired up about the Flyers. Season I don't even I know how that happens in hockey. Like I don't believe that. Like it's almost like it's rigged. What? Well, I mean, you're you're up on a team two to nothing, and as little scoring as there is in hockey, then you win three to two. What well, the hell does the goalie lay down? No, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, no, that's, does does the goalie right. does the goalie go for a snack? And right. the, like and I got like I got you interested in NASCAR, I'm going to have to get you in, in, interested in hockey. How the I, hell does I, that I may, happen? I may actually have you edit that part out, Dave. <laughs> Because it's like, I mean, two to nothing. I mean, if I would have said they were down ten nothing and they yeah. came back and won eleven to ten, yeah, I get it. But, but two to nothing, you know, a couple shots here and there. Yeah, that, yeah. Let, let's line around. Okay, well, well, I'll but, get you, but, but you come back. Like, you come back in hockey. I've watched a lot of hockey games. You come back in hockey and like you score three, you score three goals to nothing. Right. But you're already up two to nothing. Did you lose a player? Did somebody get hurt? Like, how do you go from two to nothing? In hockey, it's probably like 10, 13 to nothing in football. Okay, two scores. Yeah. So, yeah. two scores. And I, and I mean, I didn't say yeah. they scored three goals in the final eight seconds. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean over the... Right. Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Moving all right. on. So, in moving, moving on. on, what I find strange, you know how I... All right, for instance, in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles are the only undefeated team. God, I hope that's right. I didn't fact check that. But I, I think they're the only undefeated team at 6-0. and that's six games. In the NHL, there is only one team that's undefeated, and that's the St. Louis Blues. And that's probably because they've only played two games this year. They're 2-0. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Now, the listeners out there will say, well, wait a second. If you recorded this on Friday late afternoon, early evening, the Red Wings, the Penguins, and the Stars are also undefeated. Well, they have zero losses. But they have one overtime loss. Gotcha. So an overtime loss is essentially a tie because it, it gets you a point. So every team in the NHL has lost a game this year through four or five games, except the St. Louis Blues, who have only played two games. That's usually you get one team that gets on a heater and is eight and 9 and 10 and Not not this year in the NHL. Every single team has lost. A game except the Blues, and the Blues have only played twice. Do the Eagles have a bye this week? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you are correct. They're the only team that's undefeated. All right, thank you. All right, and now, before we get to football, I'm going to do a little deep dive into hockey. What I thought years ago was unbreakable, and this could be a future Mount Rushmore, but we have – uh, three listeners sent in 
potential Mount Rushmore. So I'm going to take care of the listeners, Mount Rushmore's, before we get to this. But um, records that will never be broken. Years ago, I would have thought Wayne Gretzky's 894 goals would never be surpassed. Well, we have Alexander Ovechkin, who has scored twice this year to put his total at 782. How old is he? 37. He is 112 goals behind Gretzky as a 37-year-old. 35, 35, and 35 is 115. 115 would give him 897. So all he needs is 35 goals three years in a row. 37, 38, you know. Yeah. And he's young enough to do it. And in three years, his 1279 games, uh, 80, 80, 80s, 240, he would have played a few more games than Gretzky, but they're comparable stats. But a one a, a, a stat that I once thought was because I remember Not the kid. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching Gretzky. Now, in fairness, Gretzky's 894 that I said. Those aren't his. Gretzky has over a thousand goals if you count his WHA games, but obviously this is right. an NHL record, so you don't count those. But obviously, if he wouldn't have been in the WHA, he'd have been in the NHL and he'd had a few more. But I thought eight ninety four was untouchable, and I don't want I don't want him to get injured. Yeah, because right. Because that would be shitty. Yeah, right. But yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping Father Time comes up and just remains undefeated because I mean it's not a given that he's going to win it although Gretzky has come out and said that he thinks it's cool that Ovechkin will sure. pass him eventually sure. but yeah. just like I tell everybody I'm sticking to my guns and Michael Jordan over LeBron I'm sticking to my guns right the Gretzky over Ovechkin right but <clears throat> it, it it appears in the next I know when I, we're on episode three hundred, yeah. we'll probably be talking about uh, Ovechkin's eight hundred and right ninety fourth. I mean, I can absolutely empathize, and I I know how Gretzky feels exactly because I still hold the Rockford High School high jump record at six feet eight inches. Right? And you think somebody's going to beat it? I hope somebody beats it. I wish somebody would beat it. But do you think they'll ask you to come to the school? Hell no. Why? If you were, so wait, you're 50, so you graduated, what, 89? 88. 88, 88 so yep. 12, 34, let's say two years from, so 36 years later, you, you don't think they'll say, hey, we got uh, Kid McAuliffe. No, they keep, no, that's posted online. I keep looking every year to see if somebody beats it. Right, and but I'm when, shocked. if somebody's ready to do it. They got 3,000 kids in that school, in you know, the high school. That you hold? High jump. That's where you jump over the bar? Yeah, Fosbury Flop. You know, like over your back. And you use, so now high there's jump. No, there's no pole. No. Okay, so that's pole vault. That's pole vault, yeah. Did you do that or no? Well, I, I later, yeah, later. No record though? No. So you have the no, high. No. Now what, okay, so what, and it was six feet. Eight inches. Six, eight. Yeah. Now what is like, is that an Olympic event? I'm yep. not being a smart ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. If what sure. it, And I'm not. What's bad? the Olympic record? Yeah. Eight, uh, Javier Sotomayor from Cuba. Um, he was about eight inches taller than I am. Six eight. He's a dude six eight. Um, eight feet. I think it's either eight feet and a quarter inch or eight feet one and a quarter inch. Yeah. And you were six eight. Uh, so you're. I mean, obviously, it's still a 
Yeah, it's but, way up there. No, he yeah he. Had what a is little... Swan Valley? Or don't we do we, we don't... Swan Valley's? Yeah, six ten. Six ten is the record at Swan Valley. When was that set? Uh, two thousand one. Mario Guerrero. All right. Yeah. He's the track coach, isn't he? He was at Swan Valley. Now he's at Frankenmuth. Yeah. All right. But anyway, I just was saying, like, you know, I, I do. I mean, I just, I, you know, I would, I would, if Rockford were closer, I'd go help. You know what I mean? It, it's, I've had a lot, you know, the, the time has passed that I, like, you know, I, I like need that record. Well, like, you uh, should. No, you want it to stand. You want it. Right. Just like every time there's a team in the NFL, 12 and all, 13 and all, 14 and all, the members of the existing Dolphins pop champagne. Now, the Patriots equal the regular season right. win total, but the Dolphins won the Super Bowl that year and the Patriots didn't. Right, exactly. So, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, well, speaking of the Dolphins, let's move on to football. Okay. Obviously, as we're recording on Friday, as opposed to Sunday night, recapping games, we're actually going to prognosticate, not going to bore everybody by going over the minutiae the minutia of every game. But let's see how Dave and I do. Um, we're, we'll probably give a record. What we're going to do is we're going to do – Key games in the NFL and top 25 games in the NCAA. We should actually, not to discourage our listeners from listening to 148, because that was a quality episode in and of itself. Correct. And not that many of our loyal listeners will get out of their loyal listening pattern and listen early anyway. But we, if we get it out there, they'll sure. know that, hey, you know. Right. They can listen to what I say and bet the opposite way <laughs> and make a little bit of money. Right. Right. Um, so... Uh, like I say, just a little bing bang top 25 games in the NCA, four or five key NFL games, and we'll see how we're doing. We're not going to count it as Corrections Corner because I have a feeling with the games that we're about to pick, Corrections Corner could last an hour and 17 minutes in episode 150. <laughs> so, um, all right, so NCA top 25, Dave, yep. number two, Ohio State at home, laying 30 to Iowa. Iowa can't score in a whorehouse. I'm laying the point. I couldn't. I couldn't figure that out because all the talk I've heard for ever since Michigan State, when when Ohio State took the foot off the gas, you know, to like get some other players in the game and you know, and to rest their number, their starters and stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I don't know if they're going to go up by twenty four. Uh, Thirty, uh, ah, shit. 41-10 final. I cover by a point. I got to go with you then. I mean, I'm just... All right. I mean, Ohio State's going to bludgeon them for sure, but, you know, when do they take the foot off the gas is the question. They don't because that's how you remain in the top four to get to the New Year's four. Right. Um, number three, Tennessee, for whatever reason, is playing UT Martin, so there's no line. And if, you, and if Tennessee loses that game after beating Alabama, they should... Uh, Put, they should give the football pe- program the death penalty. Uh, number 14, Syracuse at number 5, Clemson. Clemson's laying 14. This is... I've got Syracuse. Oh, okay, well, Syracuse is on a heater. Okay, that's the difference. I'm going to take Clemson, and I'm going to say Clemson gonna come, will come close to doubling that 14-point oh, spread. Wow, okay. Number 21, Cincinnati at SMU. I'll... I'll take Cincinnati and lay the points. I do, too. Um, 
All right, here we go. Number seven, Ole Miss at LSU. LSU is five and two unranked. And the number you have yeah. is LSU minus two and a half. It has since went to minus one and a half. That means the betting public is betting Ole Miss. Therefore, I'm taking LSU plus the point and a half because the public oh. generally is not right. That's I think how, that's how those casinos are built. Okay, you're going on that. I'm going on the fact that Ole Miss is your double adopted team. Yeah, I like no. I want Ole Miss to win. I'm just thinking the I'm public just, is generally yeah. wrong. Okay, so I'm going Ole Miss on that one. They're gonna. I think they're gonna bludgeon LSU. All right, number nine UCLA at number ten Oregon. Oregon laying six and a half. I think Oregon wins this game going away. I'll lay the points. Um, I watched a couple uh, UCLA games and I think they're gonna cover that. UCLA is going to cover? Yeah. All right. Uh, number 20, Texas, is lane six at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State shipped themselves last week. I say they rebound nicely. I'll take Oklahoma State. Possibly on the money line, but I like the plus six for sure. I've got Texas. I think Oklahoma State's got problems, and they're going to continue their problems. I don't think they're going to fix it in one week. All right. Boston College at number thirteen, Wake Forest. Wake Forest laying twenty to hook. I'll lay it. I don't know. I don't understand that. I'm just like, um, I think Boston College. I just, I don't think Wake Forest is that good of a team. So I'm, I've got Boston College. Uh, Wake Forest might win by fourteen. All right. Memphis at number twenty-five, Tulane. Tulane laying seven. Ah, uh, give me the Tigers, just on a hunch and a game. And why Tulane's number twenty-five in the country is anybody's guess. So yeah. I'll take Memphis plus the points. I've got Tulane. All right, here's the game: number twenty-four Bulldogs of Mississippi State at number six Alabama. Alabama coming off a loss, not looking good really all year long, and still laying twenty-one points to the Bulldogs <laughs> right. of Mississippi State. Yeah. Saban is too good a coach. Rebounds nicely. Alabama 45, Mississippi State 13. I agree. I had a check mark by Alabama. All right. Yep. Minnesota at Penn State number five. Penn State cannot rebound from the drubbing in the big house. Give me Minnesota not only plus the points, but to win the game outright. Uh, I had the opposite. I had Penn State rebounding, and Minnesota will roll the will row the boat in the first half. But I think Penn State will figure it out, and their strength on their line will uh, beat the crap out of Minnesota. All right, and in the final top 25 matchup, number 17, uh, Kansas State, Wildcats at the Horned Frogs, number 8, TCU. TCU's laying three and a hook. I say they win that game by double figures. I'll take TCU and lay the points. Yeah, I take TCU, but for a different reason because, you know, all the old ladies that get into any of the pools at work, um, they just like the mascot. So yeah, the horned go- frogs. Yeah, exactly. So now if this was a normal podcast, I w- we would have started out by saying, well, five more, barring a tie, obviously. No, they go to overtime, so there is no tie. We would say we would start out the this college football segment by saying five more top 25 teams lost because of the games Dave and I just mentioned – Five of them are top 25 versus top 25. Correct. So, all right, in the NFL last night, finally some points scored on the Thursday night football game. 
The New Orleans Saints went to Arizona and lost to the Cardinals 42-34. And the fun fact of this game, I'd like to know who the, the guy was that had to look this up. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, became the first player in NFL history to have 30 completions, four touchdowns, and two pick sixes in the same game. <laughs> or throw for two. I mean, he didn't yeah, have yeah, the picks. Right. He threw for two picks. Yeah. So he had 30 completions, four touchdown passes, and threw two God. pick sixes. First player in NFL history to do so. Yeah, there's got to be somebody <laughs> out there that graduated from college with some kind of statistics degree or something like that, some kind of math degree, and goes to the NFL and says, you know what, you got some stats that I don't think you've covered. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm gonna come up with some random shit. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's random. So, yeah. All right. Like I say, we're not going to go through all 15 NFL games. We're going to touch on two, what I think is the best matchup of the 1 o'clock games, plus our loyal listeners' favorite team, best match, the, the marquee game of the week, yep. and then the Sunday night football and the Monday night football game. Okay, go. All right, Lions at Cowboys. Cowboys minus 6.5. I'm not going to say the Lions are going to win the game. I'm going to take the Lions plus the 6.5, and, and here's my reasoning. Lions get their players back. They've been they were awful last week coming off a bye. And here's the key. Cooper Rush was doing what he needed to do, and the Cowboys were 4-0 with him as a starter. Yep. Dak is healthy. Dak is gonna play, and I think Dak is overrated. And I don't think they will gel. Gel like yep. they were with Cooper Rush. So, like I said, I'm not gonna say the Lions will win the game. But I'm taking the Lions plus the six and a half. I 100% agree, and I've got my check mark next to the Lions. All right. And the other, the, the big marquee is a battle of probably two of the best three and three teams, but really, other than the top four and the bottom four, um, the NFL is basically a team of three and three teams, which the Bears should be one of, but they pissed a win <laughs> down right. last week. But we're right. not going to get back into that. Um, Cleveland at Baltimore. The Ravens land six and a half to the Browns. Rivalry game because, as everybody knows, many years ago, the Ravens were the Browns. Modell took the team moving to Baltimore. Yep. Uh, the Brown, the, the Ravens' weakness is their pass defense. The Browns' strength is their rush offense. L. Jax is going to be the key. I'm taking the Ravens and laying the six and a half. Well, I'm taking the Ravens as well. Mainly because in a couple of the talk shows I've heard this week, I've heard um, Harbaugh's name mentioned a couple times as being one of the best in-game coaches as far as situationally there is in the game. So I thought, you know what? I've heard his name. Let's go with him. And here's one that I, I, I'm gonna, I want to get it on record. I don't have it as my marquee matchup at 1 o'clock. But I am, and, and like I, we were talking off air, the point spread for our few listeners out there that don't really pay attention to sports betting, the, sports, the, the line doesn't necessarily mean this team is better than this team. The line is a number, so the, the wise guys, if you will, the sports books in Vegas... Because in a perfect world, the sports book takes out of a 
1,000 bets. They take 500 on Team A and 500 on Team B. So they got to put a number to keep everything balanced. And the New York Giants at 5-1 and one go to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 2-4. and four. Records aside, yeah, I, I go by the eye test. And right. Again, admittedly, I've had many, 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 but that was perfect. The Jacksonville Jaguars being a three-point favorite over anybody. I don't care if it's London, they're <laughs> right. home away from home. Right. Jacksonville, yeah. they're home or on the road. Has me scratching my head and saying that is a line maker's mistake. And I actually made not millions of dollars because I don't have millions of dollars to put into my FanDuel account. But I have it. I, I right. think, be, yeah. you know, as Liz and I are in the hotel or in the airport, and I better do it before we get to Boston because I don't know if sports betting is illegal. And, no, because the DraftKings is in Foxborough. I think so, yeah. So, but anyway, I better yeah. play it safe. When we get to Detroit, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to put an X number of dollars in my FanDuel account and put it on the Giants because the, the Giants being a three-point dog to the Jaguars is mind-numbing <laughs> to me. I'm like, no, I was doing the same thing. I was sitting there and I'm like, WTF? <laughs> what, the, what is going on? What is this? Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. And it, so that's, that's, my, that's my play of the week. And hey, for my youngest son, Nick's, point you know hopefully dad loses a hundred dollars but i i'm i'm actually no hopefully we both win hopefully the jaguars beat him (laughs) 10 to 9 you know but they're right to be a three-point favorite right and generally they say home field advantage is worth three points sure okay they're minus three yep so they're saying the giants and the jaguars are exactly even which Give is the Jags the, three points for home field. Right. Jags are three. That that is a, that is one of the most bizarre point spreads that I have seen in quite some time. Yep. Watch the Jaguars be <laughs> forty-two to six. <laughs> and the end, when we were here, right there, there, there it is. Ironic. Oh, wide receivers: Galladay, Tony. Linebacker, somebody, and questionable is Feliciano with the groin. I mean, it's not like they've suspended 32 starters. <laughs> right. 32, there's only 22 starters on the team unless you want to get in, especially me. Anyway, so that's my play yeah. of the day. Yeah. The 4 o'clock game, Kansas City's land two at San Francisco after the run CMC trade. The Niners have acquired themselves another running back that can't stay healthy. Oddly enough, because Elijah Mitchell, always hurt. Jeff Wilson Jr., always hurt. Every running back the Niners have is always hurt. Christian McCaffrey fits that bill to a T. But now, again, when he's on the field, one of the best running backs. Now, what they're saying is, um, at best, he's going to get a limited package because, I mean, the trip was just done late last night, so he doesn't even know the plays and whatnot. So I'm sure he'll be dressed. Might even go on the field, split wide, just so the uh, the Chiefs have to say, "Oh, what the hey, hell? McCaffrey's out there. We got to cover him." <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I, I like Kansas City to win that game going away. Uh, yeah, I've got Kansas City as well. 
All right. Sunday night football, Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami's laying seven. Tua's back. Pittsburgh can't defend the pass. Waddle and Hill thrived under Tua. Tua's back. Miami wins this game. I'm I I don't know. I have 15. such a strong feeling. I don't I don't know where the feeling's coming from. But if Tua gets if yeah, and, and Dookie's saying like he's like he's like, I know, I know. If Tua gets donked in the head one more time. He's like he's done. He he's got to be done for the season. We've got one kid at Swan Valley that is he's you know he's got a second concussion, major concussion. You know he's done for the season. Um, I don't know how many you know I don't know how many hits Tua can take. So that line, everybody better do their job because they're going to be minus a quarterback for the rest of the season. Because I don't know. You know, publicly, how you can say, okay, well, our quarterback has taken three major hits and he's out for his third concussion, but he's going to be coming back for the rest of the season. I mean, you have to, you have to at some point, like, all right, when is his health bigger than, right? You know, than the than the than the money. You know what I mean? Than the than the fans. Than the. I actually think he's beyond cleared because they sent him because of the second injury. So I actually he shouldn't have played the, last. The, I think he could have played last week, but they wanted to say hey, we look like idiots for putting him back in right. and getting him hurt that soon. Right. So he's not playing this week. Well, I mean, that's the point to to bring to the to, to the forefront is that he he got a second concussion before he was really probably healthy from the first one. So what's the damage that has been done? And so if you listen to all the talk shows, and if this comes up. You know, that's what they're talking about is like, you know, where where does the line get drawn where Tua has to think about and the team has to think about, you know, when is his health more important than the money, than the fan base, than anything else? And you just go, dude, you got to, you know, you got to let your brain kind of heal before you get tagged again. All right. Well, all that being said, that's all well and good. I'm yeah. taking Miami laying the seven. What are you doing? Same. All right. <laughs> all right. And yeah. finally... The game on my wonderful wife Liz and I's 30th wedding anniversary will be at Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts, to see my beloved Bears at the New England Patriots. New England's lane seven and a half. I I think that's almost as big a line maker mistake as uh, the Giant game. Right. I think the Bear defense will hold up well, and I don't think New England's offense is going to do any. But my prediction of this game is New England's defense will, if not outscore, at least score as many touchdowns as the Bears' offense, and the Patriots win this game. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to be a Monday night. That'll be my second ever Monday night football game. First Monday night football game wound up in a fight <laughs> as the Lions pummeled the Bears. Uh, with loyal listener Brian Adams and everything at the Silverdome on a, on a good Lion team and a shitty Bear team, and I knew the Bears were going to lose going in. That's another story for another pod. But which did I you win I, the fight? That's um, an important story. My head was bleeding because I Your got, head I, is always yeah, bleeding, so, Mike. Um, <laughs> That's, but a, a couple of the guys are at a used football game, um, your head is bleeding. Uh, smoke. Got hit. The, the best shot of the night was smoke because the cops had already broken up. He had fucking tattooed this guy, and he was the only one that went to jail. So, anyway, uh, hey, all, all ended up well. It was a good. It's a night. good story when somebody goes to jail. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, that being said, 
I'm looking at 27-9 final. I'll take yeah. the Patriots and lay the points. I have the Patriots as well. All right, so we had quite a few disagreements in the NCAA, but we agreed. Almost on everything yeah, in the NFL. We did agree on everything in the NFL. So that being said, do we agree or disagree on our rating of – oh, wait a second. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Uh, the NBA started – Oh, 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 no, 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 listen. I fell asleep already, but anyway, go ahead. The NBA started. What, what do you got to say about the NBA? Yeah, on the start of the NBA, I would agree. But I want to, you know what the NBA or basketball, the professional basketball, um, what's trending, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned it. To me. Steve, yeah. now you spell Steve because he's French. He's French-African, so it's S T. E E V E, right? right? I didn't even notice that when you and said that. I noticed right. his last name. Well, his last name is Ho You Fat. And it's yep. spelled H O space capital Y O U space F A T. Ho You Fat. And when I saw this originally, because my, my oldest, Jake, he sent this to me. He goes, You're not going to believe this. And he sent this to me. That's his last name. It's a yep. Chinese last name. It's absolutely legit. But his grandfather went from China to France, okay, found an African dance instructor, they married, and then their family moved to South Africa, which they're in French uh, Guinea. Do you Guiana. pronounce it? Guiana? I don't know. I don't know, whatever. It's in the, the, the northeastern part of uh, South America, right? Um, anyway, so... No, that's his name, Steve Ho You Fat. So, like his jersey name, no. he doesn't have to play another minute of professional basketball. the The rate at which he's selling jerseys is stupid. I mean, he's a good player to boot, but on his uh, on his French professional team, uh, they've got a guy, Victor. Oh my God, I'm gonna get this wrong. Victor when? Hugo. No. <laughs> Victor, Vic bend over. <laughs> Shut up. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Victor Wembanya. Banyaminya? Oh, Close enough. I messed it up. Anyway, he's a seven, he's seven foot, Jesus. He's seven foot, two inches tall. He's, he's slated to be the first pick in the NBA draft. I guess he's just, he's generational. He's the next, like, nobody else. All right. He's seven, like typically people that are seven two, seven three, seven four. They're a little gangly, not that coordinated. You know what I mean? But I guess this guy's one of the first that's well over seven feet. That's he's got the full package. I guess he can play. I've never heard of him. But but he's on this French national team um, called the uh, Metropolitans ninety two in the French professional league or something like that. But he's on the same team as Steve Hoyu Fat. And when you sent me the Steve Hoyu Fat, I thought it was just another knockoff league trying. To, and I'm like, big deal. The XFL did that years ago with, uh, what was it? You hate me or she hates me? Something, or you. something dumb like and that. And I thought yeah. it was just a made up nickname. And then yeah. I clicked the link and I read the article. Oh, I said, okay, that's funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, his grandfather was Chinese. Because now I wonder, like, if, if you go to try to get a, your favorite NBA team's jersey with Ho You Fat, if they'll print it, because like there are certain 
like you go to NFL right. shop.com right. and you want to you, 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 you put, put a personalized thing they'll say eh, yeah, wrong. Like, yeah yeah and now and I wonder like I wonder if like I could even put Peters because they might think I'm being a wise guy <laughs> like you're not putting Peters on the back of an NFL jersey because we're not right. going and right. I'll be like oh I should try because I might be able to sue them yeah because that's your name exactly yeah. I got a fucking driver's license to prove it. <laughs> And I'm in the what the what the America Hall of Fame. What am, what yeah, am I? You're, what you're am America's I? most wanted? Not interesting. Wanted, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. most popular. <laughs> so that's such a prestigious award. I already fucking forgot what it was. All right, all right. You rate, but here, I don't want to be swayed. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm ra- I'm rating this first. Yep, you're rating it first, but I don't want to be swayed. I've already rated it. All right. This is interesting and. Yeah. Oh, I'm just why going. you think that live, just just this, just in while you're thinking of what you're rating it. Yeah. The Jets are four and two, which is unheard of. Steve Sala, I think that's the coach, coach's name. I like his no nonsense attitude. Elijah Moore demanded a trade. He said, "Well, fuck you. You're bench Sunday." <laughs> so he. That's the. I like that kind of reaction of the coach. Like, you, right. oh, you're going to demand to be traded. Well, guess what? You ain't fucking playing Sunday. So that's like, where it's got to uh, get yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. That's what it should be. It's like, hey, hey, you don't run this team, motherfucker. We're four and two. Yeah, you might not be getting the touches you think you deserve, but we're four and two. Fuck you, your city. <laughs> we <laughs> ain't trading you, and you ain't playing. Right, exactly. Robert Sala. What I did I say? Yeah, Steve Sala, yeah, yeah, Jim exactly. Sala. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's Robert, Robert Sala. Robert, yeah. it, that's the kind of coach I like. Just like with my. Um, uh, yeah. Mike Singletary fucking yeah. kicked Vernon Davis out. He can get out. <laughs> get the fuck off my team. <laughs> he, yeah, how yeah. long did Mike Singletary last? Yeah, like, not that? very long, but at least he got his point across. Like, hey, you're going to quit on me? Fuck you. You don't quit on me. Get the hell off our bench. Right. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. So uh, 3.95. 3. This oh, has got like, a I lot thought, of. No, I thought I was going to blow you away with that. No, 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 yeah, no. This, is, okay. this has got a lot of good stuff going on in this thing, yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna Mike. I hope this is one of the episodes you listen to. Let me know what you think. I know you kind of gave me your two cents on a nutshell as you dropped the beer off at Pat's Food Center. That's a free plug for them. Yeah, in the parking lot, you gave me the beer. Kudos to the um, kudos to the the logistics. I actually I absolutely love this beer because of the absolute. I. Red ale, IPA, red ale, IPA. You know, it was just like a, you, my mind it's was like blown. Fight. Yeah, my yeah. mind was blown. I gave it a 412. Wow. All right. All right. Well, and hey, you know what? We like it better than the 409 people at Untapped, but they liked it as well. Uh, 409 people have rated Red Team Go from Back Unturned Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas. Average out those four hundred nine three point eight one. So yeah, we liked it a little more, but it's not. Sure. It's not like it was two versus four or nothing. Right. So, all right, Dave. Well, if you remember correctly, prior to kicking off the first tasting, I said I, you know, Mike gave us three. I know two are from the same brewery, and the third may or may not be. Well, it is in fact a. Back on Turn Brewing Company Trifecta. This is just a different can label, and that's why I wasn't 100% sure. What we have here is Dream Juice. Like I said, from the aforementioned Back on Tap Brewing Company. 
7% ABB, zero IBUs. Now, what does it say on the can there? Um, smooth, fruity, and sweet like a dream. Our hazy IPA is just overflowing with fresh hops. And my eyes are so fucking bad, I can't see that. So, <laughs> you know, maybe well, we'll you do it. have you do have white font on a really light, light yeah. blue can. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway, so let's see. And and Mike asked, Mike said, you know, you should separate experimental and dream juice because they're similar. And I'm interested to see if anybody can top Red Team Go. So, without further ado, let's. Uh, Kick off the third tasting. Now I've got my Austin Brothers Beer Company glass. And I have the same style, Kenny Creek Brewing Company, courtesy of loyal listener, Jeff Laporte. Oh, by the way, shout out to the fellas from Spillin' the Nachos who were day late recording, but we'll have 72 out this Sunday. Because I finally got my swag from winning the fucking picks competition last year. Not 100% sure if I'm going to change my name. My name in the pick competition is still waiting on my 21 prize. Might show them respect and change it. Say, yeah, the, right. call myself defending champ or whatever. But I got I got a mouse pad with the Spill the Nacho logo. Two stickers, which one was for you. And two coasters. Oh, nice. Which, you know, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. give you one. So... Shout out to Tommy and Nate. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the, you know. I mean, hey, I earned it. I mean, you know, I, wa- I, I was and am the defending champ. Not doing so hot this year, but, hey, I'm the champ last year, motherfucker, and I've got the prizes to prove it now. So, anyway, Dream Juice, uh, back on Tap Brewing Company. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's, yeah, yep. that's IPA all over your ass. I I really don't want an IPA all over my ass, but I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I'm just telling you, I've still got some of that red IPA. I've got to get. I've got to get past that. I don't have any snacks here or anything salty to oh. kind of like cleanse the palate or anything like that. For you, God. But I'm full. Oh well, we, we went over the line oh, here. You went way over the line. <laughs> you went way, way over yeah. the line. Like you went. Like, yeah. I, I, I even gave myself a standing eight count on that one. I was like, oh, that, that was come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, this is going to take a couple pulls to try to. All right. Yeah. I'm getting it though. That's great. Yeah. That's a good IPA. Yeah, this, this, solid. This is this traditional. Is I, yeah, this yeah. is the if when we first started going from pre-podcast in our backyards and sampled like ales and stouts and this that and the other thing and our very first got into IPAs. IPA. This is throws us back to our roots, and I like it. Yeah. All right. All right. Mount Rushmore. Yes. Let's All get right. to it. So. First of all, I want to thank and curse loyal listener Brian, and he claims I've used his last name on the pod before, so fuck it, Brian Barrett, who gave us the um, Mount Rushmore of songs that you sing 
by yourself, but if your buddy saw you, you'd be kind of embarrassed. I really like that one. I that do. Was I really like because I'm actually I'm actually halfway through a second Mount Rushmore, and the, the other one I and I heard it the other day is um name by the Google Google Dolls. Yeah, I won't tell her that song. I can't even sing it. And the other one is. And I, I just, I can't believe, this actually may, should have surpassed one of the, the songs on my original Mount Rushmore, but lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and think of you. <laughs> little, a little, a little time after time by Cindy Lauper. Come oh, on, fella. sounded just like it. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm a little deeper voice than Cindy Lauper, but that's a song where you say, and actually, you could even, uh, phone rings, yeah. middle of the night, my father yells, what you gonna do with your life? That said, Daddy, please, you know you're still number one, but girls, they wanna have fun. So now I'm actually three quarters of yeah, the way right. to my second Mount Rushmore of songs that I like to that's, sing out loud yeah. when I'd be like, well, oh, no, hell no, Metallica rock, bro! Right. <laughs> you know, so... But, uh, so I like that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. A Cindy Lauper... Yeah, I wouldn't think of that on your. <laughs> well, but hey, right. you know, time after time. But she you, did you have. Work. She did have incorrect, incorrect. Jesus, indirect connections to professional wrestling. Well, yeah, that so Lou Albano why, was yeah. her father in the yeah. video. Yeah, girls just want to have fun. Exactly. So, yeah. and that's what got me thinking because I was watching that. Uh, Legends, the W, the A and E WWE special. <laughs> one of the right. legends was WrestleMania one, yeah. and it went back to the how big that was, and right. you know, so now you know how the ball bounces in Mike's yes, brain. Exactly. So I'm three quarters away. I got Google Dolls name, Cindy Lauper time after time. Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun. So now I just need a fourth song that I like to rock out to. None of them Trump. Um, right. The. Uh, my number one, yeah. I, I fucking, I want to say Beyonce, but it's not Beyonce. Maybe it is, but anyway, yeah. just listen to previous episodes, fuckers. But anyway, so we got a Mount Rushmore from Mike Kerchak, Rick Sampson, Nick Witzke. We're going to get to him. We, we only do one Mount Rushmore a week. Right. Mike Kerchak's was concert venues slash sports stadiums. Your Mount Rushmore. Now... I'm going to try to spread the wealth here since, yeah, humble brag, I've been to all yeah. 30 baseball teams, right. except for the new one in New York, yeah. Atlanta, and Texas. Well, I had my humble brag yeah. earlier in this yeah. pod, so you can have yours. For your, you're, yeah. you're still, you, that's not a humble brag, that's a legit brag, you're a fucking record holder, Jack. Six foot eight inch high jump, fuck the losers in Rockford High School that can't beat it. Somebody at Swan Valley beat him. Right. You're the man at Rockford. Right. God, you, I, if I were you, I'd quit your dive and just walk the halls of Rockford and say, bitch, I fucking got the high, the high jump record. You're a loser. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, if I, you know what I mean? If, if I have a doctor tell me I have three months to live, you better bet your ass I'm doing exactly that. All right, so, all right, my number four, and yeah, I'm trying to fill Mike's description and I've just ba I've only been there once. If you're going aesthetics, yeah, this, that, and the other thing, 
it's Loserville, but the close personal interaction with the band there, my number four that I've been to. Now, yeah. I mean, I can't speak right. to the Grand Ole Opry. I've never been to the Grand Ole Opry. So maybe right. the Grand Ole Opry is your number one, but I've never fucking been there. Right. So I can't have that on my list. Right. My number four is the Machine Shop in oh. Flint, Michigan. And the one yes. and only time I was there, I saw Hollywood Undead. And yeah, it, it, it's it, it's a it's got the dive bar feel, but the sound was perfect, and you you literally thought the band was there for your fucking birthday party. I yeah. mean, it you you I mean you, you I mean you were so close. I mean it would I l- absolutely loved the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan. My number four, Mount Rushmore, sports stadiums, music venues. That's your number four, right? That's my number four. All right. So my number four would probably be, God, it's sad because I don't go to that many of them. But my number four would probably have to be my experience at the Pontiac Silverdome only because I was in the craft, um, craft as in craft macaroni and, macaroni and, cheese. and cheese. I was in the craft booth. Um, watching the Lions Sweet. versus the in the suite. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah in the craft suite because my dad worked for Spartan Stores, which is a major was a major grocery chain in the Midwest here. Um, so he s- stumbled upon some tickets, and so I got to sit in the booth. Or God dang the suite. Sorry, um, I just I call it a booth because the glass yeah. and the whatever. So you feel like you're in a booth, but. Um, yeah, and I watched the Lions, I think, beat the Cowboys, which is really kind of, I don't know, this is going to be a weird pod. This is going to be weird if they, if we end up actually beating the Cowboys this week. But uh, we beat the Cowboys unexpectedly, and um, it was kind of just a cool experience to sit there with my dad in a suite at the Pontiac Silverdome watching the Lions win a game. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. A handful of times at the Silverdome, never in a suite. Um my number three was my 30th and final ballpark Yep. on my Major League Ballpark Tour, Minute Maid Park, Houston, Texas. Yeah. It, it, amazing. Yeah, good. And what actually even made it better, every stand, every uh, kiosk, every this, that, and the other thing you went to, greeted with, yeah, we don't, we don't, take, we don't take credit card, cash only. Every top to bottom, Minute Maid Park. And what even what made it even best was like there was a uh, flying saucer, I think it was called, two blocks that way, our hotel two blocks the other way. I mean, we had the whole fucking gamut in in a 10-minute walk, Liz, Nick, and myself. Number three on my stadium, Mount Rushmore, is Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. Okay, my number three was the. Um, you're gonna have to help me with the with the venue name because it's not. The, it, it was um, our spring break that we. Oh, went, Tropicana. Tropicana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was an honorable mention for me, and I left it yep. out. But yeah, yeah. And everybody, you, everybody the way you, fucking rags that fucking place, and it was. I'm a, the way you talked about it before. To we be went honest, there. With, to be honest with you, I left it off my list because I had a feeling you were going to put it on your list. But yeah, I mean, it's rated everybody's. 
oh, this is, the Tampa needs a new stadium, this is fucking embarrassing, this is terrible, and I was expecting to go in there and use, you know, the eight, uh, you, Shelly, Max, me, Lesnar, I, the six of us wanted to hang ourselves from the Raptors, I think, was expecting right. that bad of an experience, I was expecting. but it was fucking amazing, yeah. it was awesome, yeah, yeah. That, yeah I like that. I was that. expecting yeah. on the way to the concessions to have to walk over piles of dog shit or something like that, but it was totally the yeah. opposite. Yeah, it was oh, great. I, I, yeah, that was that was that was cool. Yeah. All um, right. So your number two. My number two. Never seen anything there. Toured it on a vacation. I think it was anywhere from twenty five to fifty dollars each for the four of us. Justin was not young enough where he went with us. And no corrections corner here. I don't right. know the name of it like you just said about Tropicana Field. Right. <clears throat> I'm going to refer to it as Jerry's World. <laughs> right. I mean, what a yeah. fucking... And, and uh, supposedly SoFi in Los Angeles is, a is better. Is like... Is, is like better than that. But Jerry's, like world, Jerry's World was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and, 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 and probably I'm a little biased because, you know, even at home, Liz has a picture of us, me, Nick, and... Justin, so long ago that I was the tallest of the three, I'm now the shortest, but right. we're walking out of the, the tunnel that the Cowboys walk out of to come out onto the field before games. She's behind us, as you know, yeah. got pictures of, you know, Justin, play, you know, sitting on the Wait field. Wait a minute, playing. Jerry's World has been in the yes. since then? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... and for whatever reason, I took a picture in front of uh, Miles Austin's locker. You you know the great yeah, Miles Austin, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin and Nick still fucking rag me today. Like, why would you choose? Because I, I um, obviously Emmett and Troy were gone at that time, but um, I can yeah I can't remember the start, but they're like Miles Austin. Why would you take a picture in front of Miles Austin's <laughs> that's locker? That's the only locker yeah. I could. So yeah. anyway, but yeah, so my never. I mean, and you talk about let let's say it was forty dollars a person, right? Forty times one hundred, a hundred and sixty dollars for an hour and a half. Oh, arguably yeah. the some of the best hundred and sixty dollars ever spent. Because gotcha. all four of us loved yeah. it. It was like, wow, yeah. right. this is fucking cool, right? And we got out of the field. Yeah. I tackled Nick on the field. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they let you walk on. I mean, you know, obviously he was only like. Eight or how nine. Long, how long after the game was this? Oh no, this is this one night game day. Oh, it was, was a tour. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a tour. Oh, it was like gotcha. in Ju- June or July. God, I'm thinking so this is a, game there, day. I'm like, how in the hell did this happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no. It was a picture of. And yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I gotcha. So yeah. So uh, Jerry's World, but it has a name. The AT and T. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever it yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. Jerry's World, yeah. where the Cowboys played in. Uh, it's not Dallas, Texas, wherever right. Texas is. Yeah. That's my number two. Okay, so my number two is kind of along the same lines as what you're talking about. It's more nostalgic than anything. Michigan and Trumbull. I'm with our my, my Little League baseball team, and we're sitting right on the, out, the, the, um, the right field post. So Kirk Gibson, no, excuse me. No, Kirk Gibson would have been gone by then. He would have been a Dodger. 
He was never a tiger. Yeah, well, Kirk Gibson was yeah, a tiger. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a home run in 1984 World Series. So 1984, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. So he would have been, yeah, would have been Kirk. Kirk and Lance. Yeah. Yeah. So both of them hit he a was home. a Dodger in 88. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, that was the year I graduated. So yeah, this is Little League. So it, Kirk and Lance Parrish hit home runs out of the stadium. Over, like right at us. Over the top of the stadium, right? Uh, you know, and and so they were right on the right on that girder. You know, there's a steel girder. Yeah. Was the yeah right? So in the right field, and that's where our seats were in this in the second deck. And so that I mean that just like I remember that forever. Uh, like oh, it's coming towards us! It's coming towards us! Like oh, damn! It's over the top uh, of our head. Out of the you know two home runs out of the stadium and having those two people hit those, you know, was pretty like. It was pretty awesome. All right. And my number one, and I apologize if PNC is no longer the sponsor, but at the time we went there, it was PNC Park in Pittsburgh. It was the last game of Liz, Justin, and myself's East Coast trip. Nick was only like in kindergarten, and Nick was a monster as a young he would right. have hated that trip, and he would have made all of us hate that trip. So Mary Ellen stayed with Nick. Um, Kudos to Mary Ellen. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it, you know, it, it was like, hey, you know, because this is so. If Nick is six, this is fifteen years ago. Obviously, we made fifteen years ago less money. Right. And we have two younger kids, and. You know, we, we went to the, uh, Washington, Ball, uh, not Baltimore, Washington, Philly, wherever we went. Pittsburgh was the last of the four games. Okay. So I was like, yeah. Hey, money's an, sure. money's an issue. So, hey, hey, there's three tickets available, $10 a piece. They're right behind home plate, but they're the. the four rows up. No, they're, four, the, four. No, they're, they're the top row of the stadium. Okay, gotcha. But literally right behind home plate. Yeah, yeah. And from that view, you see, what is it, the Allegheny, where those the rivers converge oh, in yeah. Pittsburgh. I and think you so, see yeah. that bridge. Yeah. You want to talk about Just what it, I a mean. baseball game and a view. Oh, yeah, exactly. And especially $10 a piece. <laughs> Pittsburgh sucked at the time. Right. And there were bad seats because, I mean, we're as high up as you could possibly go. Right. But... Three tickets, thirty bucks, the view, the game, and then the just everything in the concourse. It was it was clean. It was so if you ever have a chance. Oh, if you ever have a chance to go to a game in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and the only regret to that trip is because we went to the game via like a ferry boat right. because we parked on the other side of the river. And they said, "Hey, make it. Make sure you get on this boat by such and such a time." And we missed a walk-off win by the Pirates because I was like, "Well, I don't know how well else we're going to get to our fucking car if we don't get on this boat." <laughs> right. So we left the stadium, got on the boat. The fucking boat waited. The game ended on a walk-off. So that was a, that was the only negative of that trip. But it was just me, my obsessive compulsive gam- gambling, obsessive compulsive behavior, 
And we got on there, and I was pissed because we fucking walked out of a walk-off win. Right. But otherwise, I mean, yeah. you know, the the journey over. You know, I had I had a beer as we ferried over to the game. Right. Beautiful view. So PNC Park. It, it may still be PNC Park, but wherever the Pirates play right now, yeah, that is my number one venue of all time. Okay. So my number one doesn't necessarily have to do with like the the construction or the the location of the venue but i had student season tickets to the spartan basketball season in the breslin center the second year i i want to say it was the second year it was open could have been the first year i'll have to fact check that but you didn't you know this is the first i'm hearing of this uh, Mount Rushmore. So I'm trying to remember first or second year, the Breslin center was open. Cause prior to that, it was at Jenison field house, which is ancient. You know right. I mean? That thing was built in what? 19, I don't know, 32 or something. I don't know, but that's where magic played in 79. Right. So anyway, um, second year and it was Michigan state versus Purdue. And I remember where my seats were lower bowl. So you've got, this place is packed. Now, you're saying, like, well, what's packed? I mean, I think the Breslin Center, again, 17? fact checks. No, I, I, I want to say it's like 20, 29,000, 22,000 if you have them like, just, like, packed to the roof. Okay? But being in the lower bowl, and it is the – if we win against Purdue, it is the Big Ten championship, and we haven't won a Big Ten championship in quite a while – uh, Judd Heathcote is the coach, and this is this is pre Tom Izzo. Right, that well, place yeah, was just rocking, and Dwayne Stevens got a steal because my seats were just behind the basket lower bowl. Got a steal that gave us the ball. Um, all we had to do was hold on to it or score, and we're probably going to win the Big Ten championship. And it was just bedlam. I mean, when you're in one of those situations where... Capacity of the Breslin Center is 15,000. Shut up. Well, according to Google. All right. Well, I... Okay. Well, I'll, I'll believe... 15,000. I'll believe... I'll believe Google right, right. now. So, we'll, we'll... Whatever it is. But even if you have 15,000 people that are yeah. right on top oh, of each right. other... Oh, right. Yeah. In that... In, yeah. 15,000 in a confined space. I got you. So, you have maybe, maybe a thousand Purdue fans... So you have 14,000 Spartan fans that are going just absolutely apeshit bonkers. That was just like, I just remember like it took me hours to come down from that. So that was that was really, really cool. All right. And I would like to add to that list, I would love to see a game in Camden Indoor Stadium. Oh, yeah, because that's another venue where you're right on top of each other. Duke is competitive. I would love to see a game at Camden Indoor Stadium. Now, whether that ever comes to fruition, I don't know. But Even though you hate Mike Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of a cunt. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, but to see a game. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about, though, when I talk about my number one venue slash place I've been in a sports arena. Now, can I can I do my like honorable mention? 
Well, I have one honorable mention. My one honorable mention is Pine Knob. I mean, you talk about okay. for a concert venue, and I love the say I love the the way that like the rail trails almost walk go off into like a romantic type setting where you could uh yeah you even you know pull make out take with a your piss or you know make out with your significant other or something sure. yeah you know. yeah all right. So my my honorable mention was Munfield because where's that? I don't know where that is. That's Mun, right outside Mun Ice Arena on uh, the campus of MSU. Oh, okay. Okay, so I don't know how many acres it is, but Mun Field. They used to have the Michigan, um, the Michigan Festival Concert Series, and this must have been in the summer of 1987. For some reason, I don't know who knew who, but blah, 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 and I had a friend say, hey, I know somebody whose dad is a is the concert venue producer, not producer, but uh, whatever. He was in charge of it. Do you want to work security? So I got to work in back of the stage, and I'm telling you, I don't care if uh, let's say Mun let's say Mun is like ten acres, right? Yeah, it was packed from fence to fence. And Huey Lewis at the News was kind of like still popular. And the News. And the News. Thank you. Was still popular at the time, but kind of like sort of on its way out in hindsight. But anyway, so I'm I'm working backstage. I'm working between the stage and Mun Ice Arena, where in the basement of Mun Ice Arena they had anybody, you know, so I worked the whole week. But at the end of the week, Huey Lewis and the news was the was the bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was like the big. So when Huey Lewis and the news was coming up and they came out, you know, I'm standing there and I'm trying to look official and I'm trying to look like, hey, I'm I'm everything's secure. You guys are good from the walk to the door to the stage. You know, hey, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, I got to do a head nod to Huey Lewis and right. and the band members. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that was my like that was my hey, moment. I'm not complaining because I really need the work, but hitting up my buddies got me feeling like, like a, a jerk. Hundred dollar condo, two hundred rent. I get a check on Friday, but it's already spent. Wow, good thing I didn't do that. Is are you paying attention to the? Yeah, what's wrong with it? Huh? What's working for a living? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Bus so boy, bartender, ladies on the night, grease monkey, monkey ex junkie, winner, winner of the fight. So. The following year, I wasn't backstage, but I got to see um, um, uh, Darius Rucker. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish. I got to see Hootie in the second, third row. All right. So, yeah. I've got a question yeah, for you, Yeah, I was going to say, you, had, you, you said you had a Seinfeld question for so me. So that's, that's the Mount Rushmore for venues. Anybody want to put in there, yeah. email us at... FFAE at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page and put in your Mount Rushmore for your favorite sports slash concert venue. If I remember, as I'm waiting in the airport to fly out, because we should post this early. Yeah. Um, yeah. And or on tweet us at EPUDFFA. You could do that too. Yeah. All right. So, my question to you I saw this earlier in the week, and you being a Seinfeld guy. Yes. Right. Yep. Seinfeld question for everybody and Mike. What is George's favorite career to pretend he is? 
So, like, as a career position, George, episode after episode, pretends to people he's dating or people he's trying to impress that he is a what? Now, are you talking latex salesman? No. Because Jerry even calls him out and says, you, so you, and you want to be my latex salesman. No, not a latex salesman. George Sennett. I checked this on various so different sources. He's a what? He's not a latex salesman. Hmm. Has to do, he uses a pencil. No. Architect? Yes! You got it! How did you get that? Well, he said pencil. I mean. Yeah, architect. All right. So you got it from the clue, not from. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Architect. And they went through, there's a YouTube video and it goes through episode after episode where he's like, yeah, I'm an architect. And Jerry's like, yeah, George here, the architect. Well, because in one episode he's a marine biologist. (laughs) He's pretending to be everything else but what he is. So, yeah, an architect. So if, if anybody listening, you know, if you got architect, kudos to you. All right, now, and before we rate this beer, Dave. Yeah. Random question's been a segment that we haven't brought back in a while. Okay. Haven't brought back in a while. Doesn't even make any fucking sense. But we haven't done in a while. Sure. But I'm going to bring it back right now. Good. And it's so random, I'm not even sure there's a right answer to it. Okay. But now. All right. That helps and me I, out. I'm not it. talking any illegal... Unlawful, felonious assaults here. Okay. Do you do you think gynecologists have good sex lives? Oh wow. Um. Because like personally, I like Christmas. I don't know if I would like to open presents every day. I mean, it's just like okay. <laughs> oh wow. my god. It's like oh shit. This is. I mean, <laughs> oh seriously, god. think about it. Like. <laughs> It's all right, well, been there, done that. Seriously, aren't you a group? Do you see where I'm going with that? It's like, unfortunately, yeah. That's what I mean. So, okay, so, now I, and, I, and I'm not talking about any, this is, the random question isn't any illicit, hey, that, you know, your gynecologist John Doe was arraigned on 77 okay, so, charges of felonious yeah, assault yeah, and yeah. rape. I'm We're not, not talking, talking about, about yeah, that. I'm talking about a legit gynecologist yeah. so doing his job, yep. doing it well, protecting the women, getting them healthy, doing this, that, and the other thing. Right. Does so, he still so, Is he still happy sexually? So, yes. I'm going to tell you that I don't. I obviously I'm not a gynecologist, but oh, another um, sweater! Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! I did, stop! I, I think that's a bad profession stop. for a sexually active person. Stop! No, I, the point you make is that if somebody's doing it and they're doing it from a medical standpoint right. and they're doing it because they want to keep people healthy, yes, yes, then. They can but separate how can that. you how can you possibly distinguish? Because you can hey, compartmentalize. Oh, I'm, oh, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I I don't think gynecologists are 
adequate sexually with their partner because no because you're gonna have to after a while you just don't think about it and you're gonna balance the bad with but the how, good but how can you though? because like, you're assuming every day all day every day you're looking at it you know where you and i you you know you and i see when it's like no hello but with a guy in the college is like okay yeah oh gosh trust me never seen that before no. you got to go check you got to go check that out say, and then and he saves her life and he's great he's a hero yeah. he's a hero yeah. i'm not Knocking yeah. the guy in the college no. profession, but because he saves her life for a reason, because he looks and he's like, in like in the back of his mind, he's like, Jesus, oh my God, you know what I mean? He's not saying that out loud, you know. He's he's right. got a, a you know the stone face and he's professional. She, he or she, but that has to, that has, she. to that has to that has to be a detriment when it comes to your love making. Right? You're talking, you're specifically talking about a male. Gynecologist. Oh no, either or. I mean, a female gynecologist has to please her, right? Female partner. I mean, you know, so if, if, if you're saying yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. So I'm just I'm 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 saying I'm assuming that that person, that professional that does it okay, as a okay. profession, can compartmentalize uh, okay. everything, and when they leave work. Then he or she is a better person than me because it's like, because you don't ever, you, you, you can't get You understand me, that you most of our listeners me, are lo- are nodding their head right you, now like, oh, yeah, you're you right, can't, Mike. You can't tell me that you you get, you get in there and like, <laughs> and then when you're in your personal life, it's like, a, you don't go in there with the same, I'm like, okay. There's just no, I, I just wanted, I would like to know. Right. And again, I'm not talking on the job. That that's deviant criminal behavior. I'm not talking that. Right. I I'm talking to highly professional gotcha. right. gynecologist, world renowned gynecologist. Right. Doctor Feltersnatch, for instance. <laughs> Stop. So he you is make a good point, and then you ruin it. But no, but that's my point. It's like yeah. he's he's his patients have are 100 percent happy with him. I'm saying when he goes home. You, you can you're go, human. You can't right. distinguish yeah. between the two. I, I understand what you're saying, but we just have to acknowledge. You have to just agree, or agree to disagree, or whatever you want to do. I'm telling you that there's uh, because I have a family member that has worked at a gynecology office. And you know, you know what I mean? Do you know? And what, I know some gynecologists. And you know their sex life is good. I don't know that, but See, I well, understand. That's the question. That's yeah, the question. I don't know that. I'm assuming because of how they've, in, in, in our personal interactions, how they interact. Um, and one of them was in the room when, you know, my wife delivered one of our children. Do you know what I mean? The right. professionalism and whatever. I'm saying, I'm assuming that they can compartmentalize and say, okay, work is right. work, personal life is personal life, and I, 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 I really, right. I've got a good sense of not mixing the two. And Duke it, it, is saying, no, Dave, no, Duke, Duke you're is with right. Me. Duke is with me on that. <laughs> he's, he's Duke is me. like, you know what? I'm with Mike. It ain't happening. The dinosaur didn't exist, and there's not a sexually satisfied gynecologist around. All right. I'm with that. All right. Well, so, well, but it's a legit random question. I mean, it is. And again, so it's like, you know, because you know you're like, you know, because like you're with, you know, as a gynecologist, you're, right. you're, you're 2.30, you're 4.30. 4.30? Yeah, that, that's probably pretty late. So you, you're 1.30 <laughs> and you're 3.30 are like, oh, God, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? I'll, I'll make a loaf of bread with this. Jeez. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're not and even then talking you're about. Home, then you're going to go home to your wife and expect like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm well, ready long, to go. Well, as long as you don't see that, you're probably who can compartmentalize. But he's seeing it. He's looking right at it like, oh, Jesus, Mary and okay, Joseph. Okay, well, you might have... take a couple days or something like that. So I then you So then you're... You're going to shun your significant other because of what you see. Uh, it's an you, excellent random you, question. Okay. All right. Let's get a gynecologist on this program and see how they I deal could with it. I probably, if I really wanted to, I could make that happen. Do it. A retired one, anyway. If they have a sense of humor and are willing to get on the air on the pod on flight football and anything else. All right. All right. We'll talk about that. So, all right. All right. Hey, <laughs> but hey, it was fun to bring back random question for a change. It was. All right, I think it's time to rate this. Let yes, me take it is. this. Uh, unfortunately, my last poll of uh, dream juice. What do you think? I'm going 395, simply because we had three similar tastings. I so my rating of rating beers on the night is applicable here mm-hmm. because they were very similar. But I did like the Red Team Go the best, but I liked Dream Juice better than Experimental IPA. Experimental IPA, I went 3.90. So, therefore, I went 3.95 on Dream Juice. I already had a 3.9, and because it was better than Experimental, like you said, and as far as an IPA, for me, I'm more of a New England guy, so... You know, the hazy New England flavor, this was like, boom, spot on, um, 3.9. All right, so you too like the red team go the best of the night then? I did. All right. So our fine friends are on tap. So Dream Juice from Back on Turn Brewing Company. This must be one of their flagship beers because with 1.2 thousand check-ins, so nearly triple the other two combined, they liked it at 3.98, so oh, yeah. we're all right in oh, the ballpark. Yeah. Shazam. And anyway, Dave, well, we'll see what tomorrow brings because I have to work a day after the pod, which is unheard of. But as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.